is up, everybody? This is Sports on the Brain, and I am your humble host, Mondo, and this is where you are going to get your sports wired differently. And we got a bonus episode, New York Knickerbockers in Atlanta for the playoffs, game three. Strap in, and let's get it on. You do not want to miss any of this electrifying New York Knicks playoff coverage. So follow, subscribe, hit the button thing, stick around. We're going to be doing this throughout the playoffs. And coming up, we've got a diehard New York Knicks fan. You know him. You love him. It's Tune Day. He is in the ATL, and him and the fam are going to State Farm Arena tonight. Yeah, baby. So we are back today getting ready for game three, Knicks and Hawks in Atlanta. And once again, we have a super Knicks expert, a diehard fan. And uh, we spoke to Mike yesterday. And today we are talking with Day, my brother. And, yes, uh, and he is, he's got the unique perspective of he's going to the Knicks game tonight. And he is in Atlanta as a diehard fan. So... Um, I think it's really cool that, you know, we got to hear what it's like, like at Madison Square Garden yesterday, and we're going to get a chance to talk more about, I'm sure we'll talk afterward about, uh, the game tonight in Atlanta, but, you know, just real quick. I mean, we, we, we talked the other day about, uh, you know, what the Knicks needed to do for game two. And I thought it was kind of unique because, um, everything that you and I talked about that the Knicks needed to do to kind of rectify what happened in game one. They did. Um, they just waited until the second half to do it. You know, uh, game two, first half was kind of miserable. And uh, I'm sure a lot of other Nick fans were just kind of like, oh, no, here we go. What's what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and then, and, they weren't the only ones. Yeah, I know. And then so then, you know, Thibodeau and the rest of the guys made adjustments in the lineup and in their style of play and everything else. And, you know, we came back with a huge, huge win. In game two, I mean, I the, the defense was on point. I mean, I think the we outscored them something like 57 to like 35, 35. or something yep. in the second half. And I think we locked them down. They, they didn't have a field goal in the last five minutes of the second half. So the defense was just incredible. And, and, and some other guys, you know, uh, they stepped up their games. Of course, Derek Rose was just amazing. And, uh, you know, Randall got back into the groove in the second half. I, I, I definitely expect to see him. Uh, show up down in the ATL tonight, and I know there are going to be a lot of Nick fans, including yourself, yes, sir, and your and the family, and the family rep representing uh, down there. So, uh, so tell me, what do you think? What do you think about you know th the game tonight? Well, you know what, I want to go back to game two because there was a few things that I realized that occurred that I wanted to share with everybody. But you know, during the game, I was texting back and forth with my brother and sister, and they were getting nervous. And I kept telling them the whole time, don't worry about it. The fourth quarter is our quarter. We play defense. And sure enough, what happened? They started locking them down in the third quarter, and then they locked them down in the fourth quarter. So the biggest thing was our defense, defense, defense. We shut them down in the second half. And to go back to your point, Atlanta only scored 35 points. In the second half, I think they scored 17 points in the third quarter and 18 points in the fourth quarter. And so when you hold an offensive juggernaut 
like Atlanta that can really score to only 35 second half points. And sometimes they can score 35 points in a quarter. I mean, that tells you something about the defense and the defense just fed off the fans that we had at the garden. And there's three players I want to talk about that stepped up their game. The first one was Reggie Bullock. He had 15 points, but check this out. He shot 57% from three points, four of seven. And you know, the plus and minus we have for players, he was a plus 13. And then you had Derek Rose, which we all know he stepped up his game. He shot pretty well from three point range as well. 66%. He shot two of three and his plus or minus in that game was a plus 12. But the biggest contributor that I don't think a lot of people give him credit for, for game two was Taj Gibson. Absolutely. Now, now look at the, his stats. They don't stand out to you. He had six points, three steals, one block, and seven rebounds. And when you look at the box score for that, you may think, ah, oh, that's not that great. But his plus or minus in that game, too, was plus 23. So that tells you he had an effect on the game with just his energy and his defense. And so, yes, Randall's the one that that moves this boat, but we have a lot of other players that can contribute. And that's what, what I'm looking for tonight is the fact that Randall's going to steer this ship, but we don't know who's going to step up in this game. And so I'm just really excited, a little nervous. Going to enemy territory, but you know what? There's going to be a lot of New York fans in there too. So. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely will. I, I, I want to say something real quick. Was you brought up? I think really the one of the key, if not the key, point was the the contributions from the players. You know, and Taj Gibson. You're right. I mean, he he played 30 minutes. He only took four shots, hit three of them. You know, and then out of the the seven rebounds, you're like you said. Oh well, he's only got seven rebounds, but out of the seven rebounds, four of them were offensive. Yeah. So. His, he, he was just productive, and there's so many things that he does, you know, like a lot of the of these other other players, is that the intangibles, what he brings to the floor, the the uh, the intensity, the leadership, um, the desire, and the will to win. And you know, another player who whose box score was, if you just look at the stats, it wasn't very impressive. But you know, you know, Mike talked about it when he was in the garden, and you could tell even if you're watching it on TV was, you know. Obi Toppin, who's, you know, kind of been personal non grata most of the oh, season, yeah. you know, and you look at it, you're like, well, he's got eight points, but he was, a, once again, he was a plus six, a plus anything is good, you know, so he was, a, he was a plus six, but, but that, and, and he was, you know, he, he was three or four from the line, right, grabbed uh, three rebounds, but the fact that when he, at the perfect time, when he got that dunk, yeah, it just took the Knicks and the fans to like the next level. And, <laughs> and, you know, and you said, you said something and it, it, it'll be really interesting to see what happens tonight in Atlanta, you know, because you are in enemy territory, but you know, you, you've been hearing a lot and even the players have been saying it and you, I, I genuinely believe them. I like to, I'd like to believe them that the fans have been such a huge factor and, and pushing this team, especially with the rough start they had for, for you know, a lot of parts, game one, you know, and definitely the first half in game two. And even when the Hawks tied it up in the fourth quarter in game two, you know, the, the fans just keep on pushing and pushing. And it's this really cool relationship yep. that this team and the fans, whether the fans in the building or just fans anywhere, you know, you share. And, you know, you mentioned 
Nick fans in Atlanta tonight, and uh, I can only expect that there are going to be a lot of Nick fans like yourself showing up tonight to continue that that push and that support for the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, listen to this. I was just really looking at the stats between the Knicks and the Hawks, and we are so evenly matched. It's unbelievable. So we finished both New York and Atlanta finished with a record of 41 and 31. We had the same exact record. When we play at the Garden, we were 25 and 11. When Atlanta played at State Farm Arena, they were 25 and 11. Mm -hmm. On the road, we were 16 and 20. Atlanta on the road, 16 and 20. So <laughs> we are so evenly matched. It's unbelievable. But here's the difference. We were known for our defense. And they were somewhat known for their offense. And so to me, when you look at this series, I'm always going to lean on the fact defense is going to win you a series. So yeah. I'm hoping that our defense continues to play at the level it's played all season long and through the first two games of the season of this playoff. And if that happens, don't know if we're going to win in five, six, or seven, but I'm hoping that our defense carries us to the next round. And actually, I just realized that would be against Philly. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be happy to play anybody in, in in the next round. And you know, I I agree with what you said. I mean, you want, we want to go down to Atlanta, and obviously it was great. It'd be great to take take both games, but we got to go down there and get a split. Yeah, you know, and at the very least, come back to the Garden for Game Five. You know, tied up two two. Um, but you hit it on the head with this team. It, it's it's been the calling card all year, and a, a huge huge reason why there's so much love for this team. From 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 all Nick fans, but especially, you know, guys like you and me and Mike and other people that have been around for a while since the Patrick Ewing years and even a little bit beforehand was that that defensive calling card is what gets you through when you can't shoot. You know, I mean, when you when you when you're going cold and you just can't hit a shot, you can always play defense. You could always rebound the ball, you know, and if we um just keep on playing that level of defense and and just crushing the glass you know i i definitely think you know that you know i that we're, that we're definitely going to win and yeah. i think i think that it's it's interesting because you know and a few other people have said it that you know with playing in the gardens for that game that game one and two and not having played in front of any fans and then just a few fans all, all year long, and then coming into that situation in game one and two, which, I mean, for me, I can't remember the Garden being like that. Like I said before, maybe a couple times in mm -hmm. the past 10, 20 years. Right. Not, since, not since back in the 90s. So, I I mean, I think even the the players, you know, were uh, probably a little maybe shell-shocked, you know, except for somebody, and you sent me this uh, this video I, I watched on Twitter. I watched it just earlier this morning when it was Taj Gibson, and he was talking about, you know, what it meant to him personally. What's kind of going on? Just like this, the specialness yeah. of this team and his teammates. And you know, he's from Brooklyn. He's from, you know, from New York. He grew up a Knicks fan, and he's like living in Nirvana right now. And you see that with all of these players together. And you see that with the fans. And I'm really, really, really interested to see tonight's game, especially, you know, with you being to being able to be there and how that's going to carry over 
to Atlanta because, you know, you are in enemy territory. And I guess the point I was trying to get to was being away from the garden now. You know, you now you now you're, you know, sometimes teams just play better on the road. And I think it's a perfect time for them to get on the road right now. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think maybe they'll kind of loosen up and you kind of even even kind of rally around each other even tighter because, you know, it's just you against everybody. Well, I, I have to correct you on something real quick. Then they're, they're, they're not on the road. OK, they're going to be home tonight. <laughs> OK, because I've been in Atlanta since 2001 and I've probably been to about eight to ten Knicks Hawk games in since that time span, time span. And every time I go to the game, and this is when the Hawks were were either good or somewhat competitive or bad, in either one of those situations, that arena was always at least a third to 50% New York fans. And so tonight, it's not going to be any different. And you're going to see so many Nick fans in there, and you're going to hear so many Nick chants that you're going to think that you're in the garden at times. And the funny thing is in the New York post, they had one of the Hawks players talking about, yeah, all you heard at the beginning was going back up to the garden. The garden is the best place to play, blah, blah, blah. He says, but we're going to be back in front of our fans. I don't think he understands the tsunami that's about to come down to state farm arena <laughs> with all the New York fans. I don't think he's ever played uh, in an, in an Atlanta uh, and Hawks situation. I mean, Atlanta versus Knicks when the Knicks are a good team, it's going to draw even more Knicks fans out. So it's yeah. going to be very interesting to see how this goes tonight with the fans. It's going to be a battle of the fans in the fans. in the arena. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's actually going to be really kind of cool too because uh, you, you are definitely going to have those, uh, I don't want to say wars, but those, uh, yeah, those battles in the stands between fans and cheering and, you know, because they're going to want to get behind, you know, Trey Young who was a, treated – poorly to, to say to say lightly in new york yeah that um, was not that wasn't good that wasn't cool no it was it wasn't cool just keep it to the words just yeah. just keep it to the words you know new york is new york but they're gonna bring it down there and and you know and i'm sure the diehard hawk fans if there are any out there are going to they're gonna be behind their team but yeah. it's gonna be i like that i like uh, the, the tsunami the, the, oh, yeah. the, the nick fan tsunami coming down to atlanta is gonna be is going to be a blast. So, yeah. See, I mean, the, the Hawks fans, you have a core that are very passionate, like New York fans. But the majority of the Hawks fans, they're kind of lukewarm about their team. When a team is doing really well, they come out and support their team. But sometimes what I notice is the fact that in games, they kind of get nervous a little bit when it looks like, you know, the other team is coming from behind. And it's like it's this expectation we're going to lose the game or the series. And so they're quick to abandon the team, but they're, they're passionate. But I don't think they're as I know for a fact they're not as loyal as the Knicks fans. So what what do you see as a key or, 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 or to tonight to to making sure that we come out of here? with a victory is there is there one 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 player in particular or something that you're looking at to say hey listen i think this is gonna happen or this is what we need to do to uh to come out up uh to one i don't think it's one player but but here's what i think are the keys to the game tonight okay this is the first game in the state farm arena on atlanta's home court so the heat are uh, not the heat the hawks are going to come out they're going to be fired up 
the, the fans that are going to be there for them, they're going to be fired up as well. So as always, you're going to have to be able to survive that initial brunt. Don't panic. It's four quarters. The third and fourth quarters are our quarters. And let's just, you know, play to the best of our abilities and keep it close or get a good lead. But here are the keys to the game. As always, we got to rebound the ball. We cannot allow them to get extra possessions at home. We need to defend the three-point shot like we always have. And when we started to really do it in game two, Atlanta shot 29%. We have to be aggressive on the offense. And you saw that in Randall in the second half. Randall cannot get the ball and let the defense set up. He needs to get the ball and be the aggressor and either attack the basket or when he's attacking the basket, he needs to find open teammates. And the most important thing, we cannot foul Atlanta and get into foul trouble and let them get to the free throw line because they're the number one team in the league in free throw attempts. And I think they're third in the league with free throw percentage. So these games are going to be close. So we can't allow all these ticky-tack fouls and get into the bonus and let them get those free throws. And on offense, what we need to do, like we've done all season long, is pass the ball, move it quickly because it does not allow that defense to set. And if you've noticed, their defense has been up on our players a lot more this year, I mean, in the series. And so we're not getting as many open shots and we're getting those contested shots. And so that's why we're not shooting that well. So if we can pass the ball, don't let their defense set, we'll do pretty well. And for the most part, and this is my last key to the game, as I said earlier in the segment, defense, defense, defense. And so those are my keys, but let me know. I'm curious as to what you think the keys are to this game tonight. Well, I mean, I definitely agree with you on 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 all the points. And I think, you know, one of the things that you said I think is really, really important is keeping their defense on their heels. I mean, absolutely. Can't let them set. They have been playing much better defense than I was expecting them to play in this series. But you're right. Randall's got to be aggressive. I think everybody has got to be aggressive offensively so that they don't have an opportunity to set. And we've got to crash the glass. I mean, I mean, we've got to crash the glass. And, and defense is just a is, is, is an absolute must. And to kind of stay on the point as far as applying pressure, I think, you know, once again, I, th I think we're going to see a lot of, you know, Randall's got to do Randall and, and Bullock's got to do Bullock. We, we need those guys to play the games that they've been playing throughout the year. And, uh, and, and we definitely need RJ to, to step it up too. I mean, those, those, those three guys have got, absolutely. To put, those three guys have got to put in the games that we're used to seeing them play. They have to, even if it's not the 35, 40 point game, but give us your, give us the games that you've been playing all year long. And I mean, my key is, you know, and we've been talking about him, you know, pretty much ever since he's been here, but especially these past few weeks leading up to the playoffs. And now these first couple games is Derek Rose. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, Derek Rose. I, I you can't really say more about him. We've talked about him every show, and I probably keep on talking about him because what he brings to this team, with with the leadership, with the the veteran savvy, um, just just how he's able to, how he's able to even at his, you know, this at this point in his career, he can still get his shot. He's still going to put pressure on the defense and so my point is and i'll be interested to see what happens is i know we said it before is he's got to start 
Yeah, I mean, I was, Rose, I was about to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, he's got to he's got to start. I mean, I root for Alfred Payton, but we can't afford that. You know, we can't afford a couple minutes of just waiting till what the four or five six minute mark just to take him out. Right. You know, and I'll say this, and then I'll, I'm interested to hear what you say about about this, but. You know, a lot of people have been like, well, you know, Derrick Rose, he's, you know, he's he's an older player now. He's logging in, you know, last game he played 39 minutes. I mean, he led the team in minutes last game. So, you know, like, he can't keep it up, uh, this, that, and the other thing. And then he, you know, he spoke the other day, I don't know if it was yesterday, the day before, about about that. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, listen, I'm, I've been training, I've been taking care, extra care of myself these past few years for moments like this. He knows exactly what Thibodeau is going to demand from his players in the uh, in the playoffs, and as far as like managing his time, right? I mean, unless Derrick Rose, which I don't expect, says, "Listen, I, I'm my legs are gone," I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, we always we always talk about Randall being the engine, you know. Well, in this case, then Rose is the man behind the wheel driving the car, yeah. you know. So I I definitely want to see Derrick Rose start. I expect to see him have a expect to see him have a really, really not only big game, but a big rest of the series. You know, I, I was thinking about the starting lineup and, you know, Tibbs has really kept the lineup the same all season long. But I wouldn't be surprised if we had two new starters in there tonight. I think, you know, Rose may start and Taj may start start at center because Noel is is kind of hurt with that ankle. And I don't know if Tibbs is saying, you know what? We can't afford to get off to a bad start in Atlanta. And so we need to make sure that we put pressure on their defense. And when you have Peyton in the game, you know, they're basically daring him to shoot from the outside, which is not his strength. And one of the things that he did really well all season long, believe it or not, was drive to the hole. But when you have Capella back there, I mean, I I couldn't believe this stat when I saw the other night as well. In game two, Atlanta had 12 blocks and we only had two. And so... When you look at that, it's not playing to his strength. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Rose and Taj starts and uh, allow us to get off to a better start than we have in game one and game two and see what happens from there. That's a good point. I, I, I didn't even think about Taj Gibson starting, but that, that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense that not putting that initial pressure on Noel, if he can play, because Noel's shown all year long, you know, that he's this guy's playing through bumps and bruises and injuries i mean he's he's exactly the kind of person that we need on this team but i think starting gibson at center it, it makes it makes a lot of sense it, you don't you wouldn't necessarily see that from a thibodeau team in game three of your first round playoffs putting in two new starters but it, it does make a lot of sense it, do, it does make a lot of sense um so let's you know let's wrap it up let me know give me give me give me some give me some of those ever famous predictions for the for the game tonight how are we going to roll? Well, I, like I said earlier, I think Atlanta's going to come out strong. They're, they're home. The familiar baskets, you know, they're going to be very comfortable at home. So they may come out a little bit strong. Um, but I just think over the course of the game, and if you look at it, it's been like this all season long, our defense wears on teams. And so I'm just curious as to what the refs are going to call tonight. How are they going to let them play? Are they going to let them play aggressively? Mm-hmm. Are they going to start calling quick fouls? Mm-hmm. And so if they start calling quick fouls, then I'm going to get a little bit nervous because this is going to test the, str- the depth of our team. 
But you know what? We've had guys step up all season long. And so they're professional basketball players. And so they know how to play the game and they need to step up. And so I wouldn't be surprised that if there's an unsung hero, just like it's been all season long, somebody's going to step up. Um, and I'm really curious about our rookies. You know, IQ had a great game one. He didn't really play that great in terms of scoring in game two. Um, but he played apparently pretty well because Tibbs was happy with his performance in game two. And the interesting thing was everybody was saying before the series started that Obi may not get any minutes in this series just because he hasn't played that much in the regular season. And in the playoffs, the defense is going to step up and his defense has been OK. But, you know, he's proven he can play in the playoffs. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Obi and IQ make some big points in this game to kind of give us some energy when we need it. So, so the, I think that's my prediction for the game. Yeah. I, 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 once again, you know, I hate to say it, but I agree with you on just about every single thing that you said. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd like to see Obi get some more run. I think that he, he, he will, he, he, he does not look like, like IQ, even though IQ had a, had a tough game too. Neither one of these guys look like, you know, the playoffs are too big for them. I mean, they, they, they look like, you know, if anything, we talked about this before, too, is that, you know, some some guys come into the playoffs and are able to take it to the next level because they're like, this is where I need to be. So, yeah, our, our defense is going to have to stay, uh, stay, stay on point like it has all year long. The point about the uh, how the refs are going to call the game, I hope they let them play. Uh, I, I expect them to... Um, to call it tight, especially when it's around Trey Young, since they've been doing it all year long. I don't expect that to change for him at right. home. And, you know, uh, our other brother said yesterday, and I, I have to agree, if we are going to collect fouls, I mean, if you're especially you're going to, if you're going to foul, you know, Trey Young, get your money's worth. Exactly. You know, I mean, you, you just have to, and I, and I, I, that'll be, you know what, that'll be my final point as far as I think tonight is that in the second half of game two, and at, and at the points where we were playing really, really well, you saw a shift in the physicality of the game. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, you know, there was no dirty play, and they they call it they call it so much tighter nowadays than they did 10, 20 years ago. So you can't play the way that you used to. If you did, you know, half the team would be thrown out of the game, I guess. Right. But but if we're going to foul, you know, play defense, move your feet, don't take the cheap foul. And if you are going to foul, make it worthwhile. Yeah, I think I think that if you can lean on Trey Young, I mean, just physically wear him out. Just try to wear him out. I mean, he's a bug. I can't stand it. You know, <laughs> just get physical with them. Like I said before, introduce him to the hardwood and. uh you know what? All these guys that talk smack, you know, and he he seems to want to embrace this this villainous character. You know, a lot of guys want to do it, right. but then all of a sudden, once it starts to get kind of like you know, you start getting into that kind of little bit of a, a scuffle, street fight, whatever you want to call it. All of a sudden, not everybody can do it. You know, we had you know the Reggie Millers of the world. Reggie Miller could do it. You know, that's why I made him so dangerous. Is because. You kind of had to be careful if, if, mm -hmm. if you were going to get in his grill and you were going to get physical with him. And he was, dude, how much did he weigh? I mean, he was a stick figure, right. but but he had he had the mental makeup to to get into that fight. I don't know if Trey Young does. Maybe he does. Maybe he says he does. Listen, there's a lot of big talk, you know. So my key is 
let's get physical, you know, and let's, uh, you know, not cheap, but physical. And uh, I think that uh, it's going to be another close one. I think it's going to be an, an, another close one. You mentioned how evenly matched up these teams look like on paper. The, the, the games have been that way. Um, you know, I would not be... I would not be surprised to see it uh, be another single digit uh you know win for the Knicks. Although yeah. I will take I will take a blowout. That would be fine for me too. Well, yeah, I, I have one more interesting fact that I think most people don't think about. Um when the Knicks play in the State Farm Arena, there are certain arenas that I don't know if it's the lighting or the way the background is, but the Knicks tend to shoot pretty well. And, you know, in one of their games, they shot 50% from the field goal range, from field goals, 50% from three-point. In another game, they shot 46% from the field and 38% from three points. And so this can be one of those games where we actually shoot it so much better because the Knicks like the basket or the arena for some reason. And so I'd be interested to see how that works tonight. Oh, that, that 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 would be sweet if 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 we can shoot anywhere remotely like that, you know, because we shot what did we shoot thirty eight percent the last game. If we can shoot in the in the mid forties, close to you know something like that, and play the defense that we can play, we'll win. Yeah, you know. So we'll, I'm we'll with your brother. Yeah, I so. am with you one hundred percent. All right. Well, listen. Enjoy the game tonight. Yes, sir. You know, enjoy Walking up game. in that arena strong with my Allen Houston jersey. Absolutely. Represent. I wish I was there, but I will be there in spirit. I will be watching it on TV, losing my mind. I'll be wearing my Patrick Ewing jersey. And uh, let's go Knicks. That's right. Let's go Knicks. Go New York. Go New York. Go. Go New York. Go New York. Go. And bust those Hawks. Let's clip them, baby. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. I'll talk to you later. You got it, man. Right on. Game three. Our Knicks are in the ATL. Let's do it. I'll be back here tomorrow to talk about the big win tonight. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Go.